Okay, Alan Cross is here in studio. He's yet to hear this. This is the uh, Jim Valens penned, the guy who wrote Summer of 69, okay? He has just written the new theme song for the PCs campaign. Uh, Alan, have a listen, and we'll uh, get your take. Okay. Um, Have you had enough yet? That's that's fine. Thank yeah, you. Okay. Yeah. We can we can pot that down. That's, that's good. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that's about 1987. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was thinking. With the production and the uh, synthesizer pulse line and the bass line and the woos and yeah. Okay. Yeah, I would say I could get the fact the woos is for the crowd, sure. right? Uh, every time the leader comes out and uh, hype the crowd, but uh, we were just saying, well, like, did they like focus group this thing? I, or I don't think they. Maybe they did among some political wonks. But I, yeah. I'll say this: I will say this. Uh, it is a better selection than anything Donald Trump has ever used. I mean, when he comes out too, you can't always get what you want from mm-hmm. the Rolling Stones. Uh, mixed messages there. Well, exactly. So, I always thought that. And plus, is... you know, uh, Trump got into uh, trouble with a lot of artists because he didn't yeah. get their permission, right? So at least this is something the uh, conservatives own. Give them points for originality in that they actually wrote an original song. Yes. We had one commissioned. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, listen, we got you in here to talk about concert ticket prices, which uh, we've discussed from time to time, but uh, Bloomberg is out today with uh, kind of a shocking stat. Uh, they've dug into this a little bit. And in 1996, Alan, the average cost of a North American concert ticket was $25 in 81 cents. Now, here in 2019, that number is up to $91.86. As a matter of fact, they say over the last 20 years, the average ticket price has quadrupled. Not doubled, not tripled, but quadrupled. Is that surprising to you? Not at all, because nobody's making any money selling records anymore. The idea of going on tour used to be something that you would do to promote the new album that you had just released, and you would make all your money off albums. Now, that's completely flipped. And David Bowie was the guy that was going to predict, he predicted this in the late 1990s. He said that uh, with the advent of the internet, music is going to become cheaper, if not free. And the only way artists are going to be able to make up the difference in terms of revenue are by charging more when they play live. And that's exactly what we've, what we've seen. Okay, are they charging too much, though? Are they making more than just the lost record sales back? Uh, no, I. in fact, I think they're actually charging too little, because if you consider what a concert is, it's a two-hour, three-hour, four-hour extravaganza of music, a theater. Mm-hmm. And if you're paying an average of $91, how much would you pay for a good seat to a Leaf game or a Blue Jays game or a hot theater production? Probably more. So even though ticket prices for concerts have quadrupled, according to Bloomberg, since 1996, there's still a pretty good entertainment value when you look at the entire ecosystem. Yeah, and when you look at uh, concerts 20 years ago, how far they have come when we talk about production just as an entertainment spectacle. That's true, too. I mean, concerts are expected to be giant theatrical productions with lots of lights and special effects and and dancers and costumes and, you know, all that other sort of stuff. Gone are the days when Led Zeppelin could show up on stage and just have the four of them uh, playing live with with no special effects whatsoever. You need to have the full thing to make people 
think that they're getting their money's work for their $91. Yeah, do you think as a music fan, the spectacle part of concerts has gone too far? Is it getting in the way of the music now? Uh, it depends on what kind of format you're talking about. I mean, pop fans expect a Vegas-style extravaganza. They, they really do. They don't. Uh, music, musicianship on stage is, is purely symbolic. They're playing mainly to pre-recorded tracks uh, because there's got to be all kinds of dancing and there's got to be all kinds of you know, costume changes and, and all these theatrics that are that are required these days. And that's expensive. Uh, we started to see that really, I guess, it, who would it be? Madonna was the one that really kind of started um, pioneering this thing in the late 1980s and early 1990s. Yeah, I think of the Truth or Dare documentary, that's right? That's exactly yeah. what I'm thinking of, too. And uh, today... You know, if you go see a pink show, you want to see acrobatics. Yeah. <laughs> if you go to a Beyonce show, you want to see, you know, marching bands. If you go to a Taylor Swift show, God knows what you're going to see, but it's got to be worth the money, or at least you have to have the perception that whatever you paid was worth it. Okay, so the average ticket price here in 2019 is roughly $92, but uh, that'll get you in the door. If you really want to get up close, I mean, we're talking well, now about 300 Oh. Please, 2500 mm-hmm. This is where you start to get into the extra revenue streams where artists will reserve blocks of tickets for VIP access. And there'll be multiple levels of VIP access. You know, front row, meet and greets, backstage tours, sound check parties, bits of swag, you know, all that sort of stuff. And the more you pay, the more you get. And you can sell, you know... I don't know, maybe 25 or 50 of these expensive packages to your super fans, and that makes for an awful lot of money. So these are tickets that you can actually buy through the fan club or or through some other first-person method. Then we get to the whole issue of secondary ticket sales, which is a different kettle of fish entirely because sky's the limit on those. There was When Taylor Swift played the Rogers Center last year, somebody apparently paid $63,000 for a couple of front row tickets. You know, if I'm Taylor Swift, that's a lot of pressure, isn't it? <laughs> well, <laughs> to go on stage. Yeah, you know? but yeah. these were bought in the secondary market, yeah. so you know, she didn't see any of that. Sure, yeah. But it's if if dad's buying for, you know, little little Brittany, mm-hmm. uh there's a lot of pressure on Taylor from dad to sure. make sure that little Brittany lives up to, you know, gets what she wants. Yeah, let me ask you this. Is the concert experience, is it becoming a luxury, a uh, luxury for music fans? Well, maybe, but there is nothing that says that you have a right to buy concert tickets. Uh, they are entertainment dollars purchased with after-tax dollars, completely discretionary income. Uh, but, yeah, I, it, it's kind of like, you know, is, is going to a Leaf game. A luxury for a lot of people, yeah. Mm-hmm. Going to uh, you know an NBA game to to a Raptors game is it a luxury, yeah. And I don't know what the answer to that is, other than th- these are market forces. In there are only so many seats, and once those seats are filled with bums, there's you know then the market uh, marketplace takes over with supply and demand. Yeah, is this hurting emerging artists and emerging bands? Is it tougher because if I, as a music lover, have got only so much budget to go to shows and support acts, uh, you know, maybe I'm going to pick uh, the the big acts or the ones that, that are the most popular. It's 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 very possible, um, which is why younger up and coming emerging acts tend to keep ticket prices down uh, simply because they know that they are second, third, fourth, fifth choices. Uh, and the, the average spend by somebody in Canada, I had the stat, the average spend on music, and this includes all 36 million of us, is like something like 140 bucks a year. And of that, about 35 or 40% goes to live music events. So 
as a whole, we're not spending a lot of money on live music. And um, you've got to be very careful with where your dollars go because it's not just the price of the ticket. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're going to pay for transit, you're going to pay for parking, you're going to pay for a T-shirt, you're going to pay for food, you're going to pay for drinks before and after. It's a very expensive thing. And again, it's no different than a Leaf game because if you have tickets to a, a, a an in-demand game, let's say, um, I don't know, Canadians are in town. Yeah. You're going to pay through the nose for those tickets because demand is so high. Yeah. You know, it used to be that you would say, I saw that band when, like when they played the Horseshoe or something like that. I, I, saw, I paid $6 to see them. Yeah, now that's exactly it. I remember I saw that band when they were only charging $50. Yeah, right? exactly. <laughs> uh, I think my first show ever was Cheap Trick and mm. Kiss, the Winnipeg Arena in 1978 on the Love Gun Tour, and I think the ticket was... Like six bucks? Uh, yeah. I think it was 11. Yeah. And my my mom was outraged that I would spend that kind of money on a concert ticket. Uh, and, and then they uh, at least you had a little money left over to buy the concert t-shirt. And right? the program, yeah. yes. Yeah. Which I did. Alan Cross, great to see you as always. Thanks for coming by. You bet.